Front Face Lock Podcast is brought to you in part by Lucky 13 Beard Company. Quality products at affordable prices. Find them on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook. That's Lucky 13 Beard Company. All right, Ramblers, let's get rambling. That's not just the coolest. What the fuck? That's not just the best. We're going full heel. Front Face Lock Podcast. But I don't like you. Probably never will. Now that, my friend, is just incredible. So, what you're trying to tell me is you don't like sour beer. I don't like sour beer. Okay, so let's All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Front Face Lock Podcast. I am your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the lieutenant in arms, Vinny. Hello, everyone. Vinny's drinking sour beer. It's... Actually, uh, Mackinac Peach Sour by the Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. Nice. Love you the peaches, it's called. Is it really? That's that's actually an amazing name. It's an ale with peach, the sour variety. Ryan says he doesn't like uh, peach beer. I don't like sour beer. I don't actually like sour the flavor beer. of peach. I don't like sour beer because I heard people that don't like sour beer are pussies. Well, according to Brian Clark, we're a bunch of pussies. No, you all jabronis, and he doesn't like me very much. Well, he likes you now because he didn't realize that you were on the show. He just thought you were some guy. I, was I just a fanboy that fucking has front face? Lo- okay, so does he not listen to the show? No, number one, he said he's listened to the show, right? He obviously has because he's he's commented on things we said about him on the show. Mr. Clark Brian, also known as Wrath also known as Adam Bomb, thought that I was just riding on Ryan's coattails and he didn't need someone making fun of him or, or talking shit, as he put it. Meanwhile, he didn't know that I was part of the show. My name on Twitter is Vin Front Face Lock. Maybe he was confused because it's not L-O-C-K. It also says in your bio, co-host of Front Face Lock. Yeah, it says the co-host. Literally, you know, co-host of Front Face Lock. No, you know, I can't deal with these these guys. I'm, I don't want to deal with him and his 311 friends. <laughs> All right, guy. And so I find a message. I was like, um, not only is Vinny like a veteran, a corrections officer, my best friend, he's also the co-host of the show. And he was just making the jokes about you like we always do. And he goes, oh, I didn't realize he was a veteran. Uh, I don't disrespect veterans. Veterans first. But he fucking, this guy, he says he liked all my previous comments like that led up to this. Then he posts a picture of his quads. He showed, No, he posted a picture of his dick. <laughs> Adam dick. His, his nuclear cock. <laughs> his, his radiation penis. He's on fire! In his little tights. Right. His little his little romper onesie. He's like, Dude, these quads will kick you in the face. Yeah, and then I said, uh, you know, why'd you post a picture of your girl's of your girl's legs? And then he blocked me. <laughs> he's unblocked you since then. Well, he's unblocked me since then, but still, that's kind of a bitch move. So what the running joke was is that when you like, you know. Or like, is he fucking brain dead that he didn't read that I'm part of Front Face Lock podcast? 
It says Vin front face lock. He's apparently listened to the show, right? And then he goes, so it must, we were like, oh, I must be brain dead, right? So we were saying that, uh, you know, when you suck all that dick, cum can rot the brain. That's why hookers are stupid. Extremely. People because, think it's the crack. It's not the crack. No, and, you know, what Ryan was saying is, uh, you know, d- dick should come with disclaimers. Warning. Too much cum will rot your brain. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> if you no, suck in this dick, you are possibly going to have dementia. Warning may cause brain damage. <laughs> like Salito and Barnes, where <laughs> Kobe and Myers be like, if you were found sucking lots of dick back in WCW in the early 90s, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> That's where the CTE is. It's from fucking cum trauma. And I don't know what the E will stand for. Every everywhere, I don't know. Come trauma everywhere. How's your How's your little peach beer? Peachy. Nice. It's got a little plane on it. Why does it have a plane on it? Maybe it's crop dusting the peach plantation. Peach orchard. Yeah, whatever they call them. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. So what are we doing today, buddy? So today we're doing something that I've talked about in the past that we're going to do because this show started with me doing the opening match of this by myself before you came on. I re-listened to it. I've deleted it. I still have them on my uh, hard drive somewhere, but it was so bad listening to me just talk to myself. And it was only like 10 minutes long. It was atrocious. I wasn't editing, so I kept going like, and uh, uh, so then this happened. And it was it was just awkward and bad. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I want to redo this pay-per-view because it's worth us commenting on. And since actually, because NXT just did it, we're doing Great American Bash 1991. So when you were doing this commentating, right, you're just commentating on what was going on, like giving a play-by-play? essentially that's what it was because i didn't know what to do i just wanted to start a show and i was you know i think i had thrown the idea out to you but i was like oh fuck i want to i want to get this going real quick and i you know i gotta put something up and so i just watched it and i made this awful commentary about it and i pretty much was just doing play by play like well why are they doing that that makes no sense uh oh that's dumb (laughs) oh boy i gotta tell you that 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 sounds awful like, I had nobody to talk to, so I was, like, just talking to myself, which is extremely awkward. You're extremely awkward already, so, I mean, I could just imagine. Yeah, but at least I have you to point out my awkwardness and say, that's stupid, or you're an idiot. Nobody, there was no filter. There was nobody saying, hey, you're an idiot, stop talking about this. Or, hey, make a joke and stop just talking about nothing. Shut up! Yeah, I mean, now you have me. I'm going to do that every week, and every time you say something stupid, I will let you know. Oh, you're going to start doing that like you haven't been doing it for the last 37 weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? This is episode 39, actually, so it's been about so it's been 39 weeks. Okay. Seems like yesterday. Seems like only yesterday we started. What's that from? Saved by the Bell. That was the graduation song with Tori. When they yeah. rewrote Screech's song, which was uh, "Home at My School," yeah, it wasn't it? Wasn't there one? It's like Bayside is the school that's cool, and you know that it's true. No, that it's, it's true. No, that it's true. They gave Zach the lemon juice. He's like, "A pure lemon extract." 
which can, which can be cured by apparently taking a sip of water. Just one sip, one like tiny little sip. Tiny sip, and he's like, "You sip it, you sip it, touch me." Sip it, Fuck him. Well, that was the Tory episodes. Nobody liked the Tory episodes. No, she was like the shitty Fonzie of Saved by the Bell. Quick side note, okay, this is a, you know, eventually we're gonna get start doing random TV and pop culture stuff. But the quick question: What were the worst episodes? Was the Tory episodes, the Malibu Sands episodes, the Jesse's father's wedding episodes, or the they went to Hawaii to save Kelly's grandfather's hotel episodes? The worst ones. Um, I could add another one of those. The worst, first one. Okay. The we all work at the mall and putting on a Christmas show with the homeless people. And they find the homeless girl and her father. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay, so let's throw that into the bunch. Of those, which one was the worst? Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more. One more. They find $5,000 and they want to buy you two tickets at the mall and they get chased by the mobsters, but oh, it turns he... out they're on candid camera. Yeah, that's pretty bad. What about when they had like double graduation episodes, double prom episodes because of the Tory and Jesse? There was like nine proms because there was the Harvest Festival prom. There was the one with the costume party prom. Zach and Kelly's prom where Kelly breaks up with them because yeah, she and they starts, dance outside the window. Yeah, because they she starts dating Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's a dick. Hated Jeff. Who's the worst character, Jeff or Tori? Jesse's brother. Jesse's brother was the worst character. That is the correct answer, actually. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Because he she punches with her right hand, and he hits his right eye, and said keep has to keep saying they're gonna be scared of your right cross because they had to explain the fact they put the makeup on the wrong eye. So they're like, oh, you're gonna be, they're gonna be scared of your right cross. Oh, that nobody in New York's gonna like you because you're scared of your right cross. Yeah, uh, fuck him. And then he was never in another episode again. Good. You know why? Because he got fucking murdered and raped. Not particularly in that order when he went back to New York. He didn't go back to New York. He stayed because they wouldn't let him go back. But he went to go back to visit friends. And when he went back, he snuck out. He was on the subway. And he got raped and murdered, or possibly the opposite way, and eaten by rats. So they just left his body somewhere in the sewer? No, the subway. The subway's underground, so they threw him into the sewer, and the Ninja Turtles were there, and they fed him the splinter. Stupid! You're so stupid! Sure. I mean, the Ninja Turtles lived in an old subway station underground in the sewer. That was the worst show. Because this makes no sense to me, okay? And then we got to go into right. the... When they did, like, the video yearbook... And Screech put everybody's phone numbers, and Zach uh, was all mad, and then he said he was going to leave, and he comes back dressed as the girl. No. When they did the video yearbook, and they're talking about everything that happened to Bayside... Oh, that was the there. time capsule episode. Yeah and, yeah, and when they're talking, first of all... There was no mention ever in the show that video cameras were following them around. Ever. It was not like The Office or Parks and Rec where they think, oh, it's a, like a documentary. Like, yes, Zach broke the fourth wall a couple times, but it was never like, oh, they're filming us. So how would they have all those clips in the time capsule? And not to mention, you know, I know that Good Morning, Miss Bliss was a separate show and they just took characters and turned it into Saved by the Bell. And it was like two separate timelines. You know, it was the, it was the, t- the 1985 timeline from Back to the Future 2 and then the skewed 1985 timeline. But yeah. if they're doing a time capsule episode 
why wouldn't they even at least bring up some of the Miss Bliss stuff? Because they do, ep- when they they show the Miss Bliss episodes, they have Zach introduce it as, oh, when we were in junior high, we got into some trouble because we bought potatoes instead of fucking going the air- in the airline. And Miss well, Bliss couldn't well, get her fucking uh, convertible car. Multiverse. It's Exactly. It's a multiverse. And Screech, Lisa, and Zach, and Mr. Belding were the only ones that survived yeah, but then that would explain Tori. She was on Earth too. But why did it take her so long to come over? No, they are not. They're all on Earth too. They don't even know that that whole year was just a, like it's like Game of Thrones. If you read the books, like the first three books are all in Westeros, and the fourth book is in a different place and has nothing to do with anything else. And then the fifth book goes back to Westeros. So this is like you're on Earth one for the first three years, but at the same time, senior year is going on on Earthbone with Kelly and Jesse. Senior year is going on with Tori and straight-haired Lisa. That was when Lisa and Zach hook up, and then Screech wants to fight him, and he rips his shirt open, and Zach does that, like, I'm not going to fight you, man. You're my friend, man. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah, he'll fight fight Slater over Tori. He just won't fight Screech over Lisa. One hour later. All right, anyway. So, right, yeah. so we're doing Great America Bash 1991. This was World Championship Wrestling. Now, the cover of this was Legend versus Legacy because it was supposed to be Ric Flair versus Lex Luger for the World Heavyweight Championship belt, the old big gold belt that everybody loves. Yes. Problem is, WCW didn't negotiate a new contract with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair left like a week or two before this. Still on the cover of the pay-per-view, but he took the belt with him. And I don't know if any if you remember watching like superstars and wrestling challenge Flair, when Flair first showed up, he would come with the belt and they'd have to blur it out. Yeah. And there was a, I remember Bobby Heenan made a comment because he was holding that belt at one point, and he, he goes, I got this green stuff all over my hand. I guess this isn't real gold. <laughs> Taking a shot at the WCW belt. So instead, so they vacated the belt and, and the story goes something along the lines of, and I'm not going to, I'm probably going to fuck it up. You, you apparently put a deposit on the belt when you get it, or at least you did back then. And Ric Flair was saying, well, I'm going to drop the belt. I want my deposit back. And they wouldn't do it. So he just fucking took the belt, which is kind of legend. Like, you're not yeah. going to give my money back. I'm fucking taking this stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's what one does. That's what uh, Medusa did, your favorite. Yeah, she just fucking up and left. Why is she my favorite? Taking my belt and going home. Exactly. That's exactly what Ric Flair said. He goes, fuck it, I'm going to WWE and I'm taking the belt with me. So, suck a dick, Brian Clark. When you get here. When you get here, after you're in WWE and then you come here, you can suck that dick. And he took it to heart and he just sucked them all. He didn't know when to stop. because He didn't know which dick it was. He just had to keep going until he found the right one. He couldn't read, so he didn't know about the warning labels. And it just went to his brain, and then all of a sudden, just fucking burnt a hole right through his cerebellum. And then fast forward twenty years later, he thinks Vin Front Face Lock is not part of Front Face Lock because it's L O K, not L O C K. And he thinks co-host of Front Face Lock obviously doesn't mean co-host. I think you put a dash between co and host, and that probably screwed him up because he was probably like co weird symbol host i don't know what that means hey you come here he stopped sucking for a second went 
what does that dash mean? I don't know, Brian. Get back to get back to work. And he just went, oh, okay. <laughs> Imagine, you know what is the fucking paradox of WCW? What if Meng and Brian Clark sucked each other's dicks at the same time? World would explode. It would. It, it's like it, it can't happen. It would be like the other option in Back to the Future 2 when Doc Brown says, Well, you if you run into your for your future self. It's either going to be a paradox or you'll just pass out. And then Jennifer runs into herself and she passes, passes out. out. It's the other option. It's the paradox where the world just fucking goes insane. The dicks explode first. All the dicks. And any dick that's been touched by Brian Clark or Meng's saliva, they're the first ones that go. <laughs> Men just standing there going, oh, that Brian Clark, I heard he sucks a lot of dick. Not mine, though. And then all of a sudden it goes pop and it's like, liar! Okay, maybe once. <laughs> okay, maybe once he did it at the bar. Never have I never had Brian Clark suck my dick. Pop. And then half the people there are just taking a sip, like, oh, <laughs> I hope nobody sees me taking my drink. All right, so we have that whole thing with Ric Flair. Then, so go run through with the, some of the skiff. Let me run through the stuff. It's uh, J- July 14th, which is actually tomorrow. Wow, that's pretty convenient. Yeah, so when this episode comes out, it'll be after, but today's the 13th, so it'll be tomorrow. During this episode, it'll be the actual 30-year anniversary. Yeah, wow, 30-year anniversary of this. So, uh, you know what? I I didn't even plan that, but it worked out perfectly. Uh, Baltimore, Maryland, at the Baltimore Arena, the attendance was 9,320, and it seats 11,100. Yeah. Before I get into our wonderful car we're going to do, obviously, switch over to WWE. They didn't have anything in July. They still only had the big four. So SummerSlam is the big event that year. Welcome to SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam. 91. August 26th, 1991, at in New York City at the Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. SummerSlam. The greatest wrestling arena ever, Madison Square Garden. Hulk Hogan, you fucking jabroni. That's Iron Sheik, right? That was Iron Sheik. (laughs) The attendance was 20,000. So this is sold out. Sold out. So the matches you have here for SummerSlam 1991, 20,000 people in attendance in the legendary Madison Square Garden in New York City, places we've been 100 times. I've never been to Madison Square Garden. You got it. No, that's not true. I've been outside. You've been outside Madison Square Garden trying to get into Royal Rumble 2000 with me. Yes. Just never inside. I've been inside once for wrestling, twice for concerts. How is it? It's nice. I mean, they've redone it since 91. And, you know, I haven't been there since they've redone it, but it's fucking Madison Square Garden. So you got the British Bulldog, the Dragon, who I don't know even know who the... Oh, Ricky the Dragon. They're just not calling him... Ricky the Dragon is just the dragon. The Texas Tornado, and they fight Power and Glory, which is Paul Roma and Hercules, and the Warlord. Yeah. That match is not bringing 20,000 people in. Uh, it might bring in uh, 20. Maybe 20, and that's... Friends and family. Yeah, it's friends and family. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to have a match in Madison Square Garden. Got some free tickets. You guys want to come? Mom and dad go, and you know, maybe your brother, and then everybody else is like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make it. 
and then they just they're like, oh, that was that day. Oh, I'm oh, so- ah, that Madison Square Garden. I went to the other one. The other one in in Queens. I went to one in Madison, Wisconsin. It's a restaurant called the Square Garden. You weren't there. You, I, I looked. I was like, where are you? So then you got uh, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. The Natural Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon versus the Bushwhackers. Then you have a match that this could happen again. Okay. Virgil versus Ted DiBiase for the Million Dollar Championship. I don't think Ted DiBiase or ever wrestle again. Virgil would do it for like three bucks, though. Virgil would do it for bus a bus fare and a selfie and twenty dollars and like a double decker taco. You know what? I don't think he's that fancy. I think you can get him a single decker taco, soft taco, soft taco, a Taco Bell soft taco for ninety eight cents. Yeah, and he loads up on like the sauce. He grabs like a whole shitload. All of them. He just sticks his hand and grabs them all. He's not going to use them. Nope. He just puts them in that little fucking drawer in the refrigerator. Just leaves them there. And every once in a while, he takes one out and he slowly rips it open and he pours a little bit and then he puts a paper clip on it and puts it back. Rolls you know, it. He rolls it. You got to fold. Yeah, you roll it. It's a chip clip, like a tiny chip clip. Yeah. And you put it on there and he puts it back and goes, I'm going to need that later. In case I want something else to have some spice on it. Yeah, he's just got that's just that's all his fridge is. It's just it's expired milk, bologna that's been in there since 1987, one egg, and hard hot sauce. It's hard boiled. Well, it didn't start off as hard boiled, but it's right. been in there so long that it hard boiled itself inside the, the refrigerator. Because I don't know if that's isn't cold anymore. It's warm. It's hot. Yeah, his fridge does. It's not even cold. He doesn't plug his fridge in because no, he doesn't dumb. pay for his electricity. But he might not know this. He actually has on the outside of his refrigerator every selfie he's ever taken with fans that they haven't paid him 20 bucks for so that he could try to track them down later. And he puts like little, IOUs. Yeah, he puts little check marks when they get paid and he takes it off. Mm-hmm. And he puts that on the microwave. That's the paid section. That's the paid paid folder. And it's a smaller section because people don't pay him because he'll grab the phone and take the selfie and be like 20 bucks. I'm like, fuck you, Virgil. And all he does is he actually still dresses in NWO shirts all the time. And his pajama all- pants are the purple and white pirate pants. That's all he wears all the time. See, if he was smart, he would have a VWO shirt and it'd be Virgil World Order. Or Vincent World Order. Or Vincent World Order. And he'd be out on the circuit going, I'm starting my own shit. And if he does it after this, Suing him. Suing him from I got the proof right here. I, I just came up with it. Yep, suing him for the selfie money. All the selfie money, which isn't a lot. So you might as well just take a selfie with us for free. Auto wash. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? Okay, so then you had the big boss man versus the Mountie in a jailhouse match. I remember that for some reason. Yeah. But the Mountie gets thrown in New York City prison, which it, it's it's definitely a prison in New York City, but it's not the one they would send somebody for doing something bad. It's like the match, a wrestling match. It's it, it's the wrestling match, New York City prison. He got thrown in jail for. He got thrown in jail because the loser got thrown in jail. That's a crime. It was a stipulation. That's not that's not a crime. No, it's not a crime, obviously. False imprisonment. false imprisonment. Technically, yeah, I guess you could say it's false imprisonment. Kidnapping, false imprisonment. 
Wow. He lost as a criminal. So now he should be going to jail, but he can't now. But he should have then. And you know what else? New York is out of Big Boss Man's jurisdiction. What if they're working some sort of interagency? Yeah, interagency tr- task force on organized Canadian Mountie crime. But he didn't commit a crime. Maybe the crime was that the Mountie was wrestling for a passport or a work visa. And if he lost... Maybe he, viol- maybe he violated international immigration laws. Do you know what the immigration laws from Canada to America say, word for word? I don't. Yeah, I do. You For word for word? Yes. In, the, in there, is there a clause, subsection 2, well, section B, that says if you lose your wrestling match, you have to go to jail? Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. It said, by order of the United States government... Section 3.1, paragraph 2, colon 1A. The way you're looking down, I really feel like you might be reading this. Like, I, I don't know if I should be taking you seriously right now. No, I am. If a wrestling match takes place in New York City and the one participant is a law enforcement, sworn law enforcement officer of the United States of America, and the other is a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police who does not have a work visa or United States citizenship, if said Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer wrestler loses said wrestling match, he is subject to imprisonment and a $5,000 fine and loss of any international travel to the United States. $5,000 American money. Which is about 7,985 Deutschmarks. Why would he pay Deutschmarks? Because, once again, it's very hard to know this, but in Canada, Canadian dollars first have to be converted into Deutschmarks before they're brought into the United States to be converted into U.S. dollars. It's all, it's all part of the globalization of, of the banking industry. See, I didn't know that. So, technically then, the Mountie does commit a crime. He does, and because he loses, too. So... Your original comment that it's in false imprisonment and kidnapping is null and void and moot because he does commit a crime. It's only because he did commit an immigration violation that that is moot, but it shouldn't be moot, eh? Because I think it's kind of bullshit because he wasn't always a Mountie. He was a Quebecer. So, but he's Canadian. That's Okay. It's only if you're a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer. Yeah, but at this point, he is a Royal Mounted Canadian Police officer. He's a Mountie, so all the laws apply. Now, let me ask you this, though. What's the law, since you apparently have it open in front of you, if, if the boss man would have lost, what's the reason why he would have went to jail? Boss man would have gone to jail. Subparagraph 3-9-6C states that if an American law enforcement officer loses to a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer in a wrestling match in New York City, he is subject to one year imprisonment, maximum term, and a $10,000 fine for the crime of embarrassing the United States and being a traitor to our great nation. So that's actually seems like a, Yeah, treason. That's a, that's a worse... Like, but, that's it's worse not, but it's not treason to where they would kill him. It's like, like, yeah, you can, it's a little, you know, he yeah. embarrasses. 
maybe you should try harder next time. Yeah, it's not like he gave the government secrets to the Canadians or nothing. He just was like, uh, uh, he lost a wrestling match. But, you know, fuck them both. So then you have the Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys in a street fight for the tag team championship. The Nasty Boys like fighting street fights. That's all they do because they're nasty. Dumbest joke ever. That's the worst joke ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're nasty. I used to like their theme song because it was them singing. We're the boys. We're the nasty boys. It was just, it was, it was almost as bad as the original demolition theme, which was Here Comes the Axe, yeah. Here Comes the Smasher, the, the Demolition, Walking Disasters. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. John Cena's is pretty bad that he's singing too. And Shawn Michaels. They're all, anybody who sings their own theme is pretty bad. Uh, what's next? Erwin R. Shitter. Shister. Versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. And I don't know why this is the match that this is this is like the popcorn match, I believe they call it, where you go get popcorn because you just came from a good match and you're you're waiting for the next good match to start. The take a piss match. Yeah. I believe I, I do believe the actual terminology, and I only know this from watching uh Stone Cold's podcast, is it's called a popcorn match. God, your popping corn is. 3D! What if you don't eat popcorn? Then it's a piss match. A pissed match? Piss match! Go have a piss! How'd you have a piss? You go take a piss? Whose piss are you taking? Brian Clark's? No. Whose piss are you having? I'm having my own. You drinking it? Giving a giving a piss, I guess. Giving the I'm giving the urinal of a a, piss deposit. It's a piss deposit. That's not Yep, that sounds great. The piss deposit match. The piss depository. I'm depositing piss in the urinal. That's it. You forgot to make a poopy. You're taking a shit. Where are you taking it? To the toilet. <laughs> Inside, though. Inside the toilet. No, you're taking it. You're not like carrying it and then placing it in the toilet. It's inside your body. And then you don't tell me how I take my shits. Maybe I so take-, you take a shit at, in your seats right before the match starts, right after the last match stops, and the two wrestlers are walking back to the locker room. You hear Erwin R. Scheister or Greg the Hammer Valentine's music hit, and you go, Oh, here it is, right in your hand. And you're like, I gotta go take this to the, the bathroom. And you just <laughs> march up the stairs past the usher. You make a right, there's the souvenir shop and the, the food court, and you go into, you know, like, oh, wait, that's almost a woman's bathroom. And then you go into the toilet, and there's that little bit of line because they're all waiting for the urinals. They're like, oh, excuse me. And you're waiting, and there you go to go to the toilet. There's this kid standing there with the door open. You're like, oh, my bad. And then you get it. Uh, the, the, the more awkward spot is that, you know, the urinal opens up, and you're st- in your next, and you're like, no, no, I'm waiting for the stall. I got I to get in the stall. And you go ahead of me. And then they're like, and you just go whoosh. flush, and then I'm back to my seat. You don't wash your hands. Well, obviously I wash my hand, but it's wrapped in a it's wrapped in a, a a napkin. You you have a napkin at your seat. You pull down your pants, or you just put your hand down your pants and shit in it. It was thirty years ago. I don't There's remember a lot of particulars in here. I okay. So when I got there, in this hypothetical situation, it happened. Don't lie. Okay, so what I did in this real life situation, 
is I showed up. You're nine. I got a pretzel. You know, they give you the little little paper, the, the parchment paper with the, the pretzel. Wax paper? A little wax paper. Okay. And I kept it. I Because I'm not a litter bug. I'm not throwing it on the ground. I made a little pile. And they didn't have the cup holder on the back of the seat in front of you like they do now. So I kept it in my pocket because I'm like, I'm not going to throw this on the ground. I'm not a litter bug. And then I went, uh, Legion of Doom, Nasty Boys, that was such a great match. And then I hear Arwen R. Scheister's music hit, and I go, nope. And I pull out the wax paper, take the shit. Wait, did you pull out your pants or you took the shit in your pants? And right down the back of my pants. I used to be a lot skinnier, so my, my clothes fit looser. So you could pull it out without getting any any shit on anything. Yeah, I mean, I loosened the belt, obviously, but I, I'm not going to just drop trow in the middle of Madison Square Garden. You played soft toss with yourself. And it was just one big thing. No, it had to be a dainty little shit if it's going to go on the wax paper. You didn't have it. It wasn't like the size of the pretzel where the pretzel's hanging out half of the No, it, you know what it was like? It was like, you know when you get a foot-long hot dog, but they only it give you the normal-sized hot dog yeah. bun? Yeah, was it, it was real warm, though, right? So warm. It was steaming because they had. It's August. They got air conditioning on in in the Madison Square Garden. But you had a lot of like bread items to eat that day, so it was a hard shit. Just a full log. Yeah, like it was one of those clean ones too, where you it's like the ghost shit. It's like when yeah, you wipe and it's a clean slate. There's nothing there. Yeah, like it never happened. (laughs) Your ass just opened up and out fell this turd. Any sides, nothing but net. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you wipe, you go. I guess there was nothing there. Yeah, swish. <laughs> but it was no swish. <laughs> it was no swish because it was. I stuffed it. I. It was you know. Um, did it reach up in there? No, I didn't reach up there. I waited for it. It was like when you make sausage, and you have to put your hand there at the at the end of the machine, and you have to hold it. But I had the wax paper. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> was it like an ice cream machine for a cut of you, you had to take like the cone, you know, you got to move the cone around so that the ice cream swirls up? No, it was more like when you're making sausage and you have the tubing and it just comes out in a straight line and you just grab it and you just move it on to the next thing. And I go, You have to tie the ends, did you? No, no, no tying of the ends. It was just a clean sweep. And then you ran up or you walked and everyone smelled it. Was it smelly? It's going to have a smell to it, but I'm not going to run. That causes panic. I walked with a brisk pace. Like I had to pee, but I wanted to get back before the main event. And then I'm yeah. waiting in line and I'm kind of hiding it. You want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be embarrassed, but I'm not like going to shove it under my shirt or anything. So I'm kind of holding it. Like if, if I was a first baseman and I was doing the hidden ball trick and I had the ball in my hand and I was kind of like holding it next to me. Yeah, you're doing sl- sleight of hand. Slight, yeah, exactly. Is this your card? You know, it's it's just next to me. Turn? <laughs> Excuse me, so you drop this. Is this your turn? <laughs> and I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right. And then again, oh no, I don't need to yes. urinate. I, I need, I need, I need to stall. No, you guys go ahead of me. I'm just waiting for a stall. I'm just waiting for a stall. And then I go in and it goes, and then I rinse my hands, wash it with that little pink soap that you go. Thank God. Wash. Back to my seat just to see Erwin Archeister win. Okay. Well, that's clarified. What happened next? Then uh, this is, I'm guessing, the match that uh, everybody came to see. Because nobody came to see me bring my shit to. There's always somebody who would want to see that. So the main event is the Hulkster 
and the Ultimate Warrior versus Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, and Sergeant Slaughter with Sid Justice as the guest special guest referee. That's it. America versus Iraq. With with Psycho Sid as Sid Justice. Because he's going to be right down the middle. To be throwing out justice. Okay. All right, so let's get into the WCW. Okay. Great American Bash 1991. The reason this show exists yes. is the opening match. The opening match for this is our good friend PN News and beautiful Bobby Eaton versus Steve Austin and Terrence Taylor in a capture the flag scaffold match. This is awful. It's awful. Awful. It was so bad, I decided to start a podcast about it. And here we are today. 40 weeks later. It's true. I've seen him. Yeah. Then the next match is the Diamond Stud, which is Scott Hall, versus the Z-Man. Z-Man. Tom Zank. Remember Tom Zank, the Z-Man? I do. Then you have Ron Simmons, Farouk, versus Oz. Kevin Nash Oz. Kevin Nash Oz. This is when he came out with the mask, and he was accompanied oh. by Merlin the Wizard, <laughs> which was Kevin Sullivan. Because the Wizard of Oz and the Wizard Merlin are all in the same universe, apparently. They're all wizards. Well, one's Oz, and then it's like they're friends. The wizard. They should have thrown his ass there. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Oz is obviously hanging out at the wizard bar. Yeah. And he sees Merlin, and they're friends. They do shots. Really place. Yeah. Uh, Oz is like, I got to go. I can't have another shot. And, and Merlin goes, well, where are you going? Well, I got a match with Ron Simmons. Well, let me come with you. That's how that happened. What did they drink? Magic potion. The stuff with the little smoke coming off the top of it. Are they drinking out of flasks or beakers? Graduated cylinders? Goblets. Boo! Fuck you! You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. And Vinny just quit the show. He's gone. So what started this show actually ended the show, too. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, I decided to come back and give you a second shot. <laughs> <laughs> then you had uh, Richard Morton. Huh? Richard Morton versus Robert Gibson. Huh? We're not going to watch all these matches. Don't worry. Then no one even knows that these men exist. No, the, Richard Morton, I believe, was with the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. And Robert Gibson was the other half of the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, so it's like the mega powers exploding, but not as cool. The rock and roll express exploding. They probably licked each other's asses the entire fucking match. Well, I was going to say it was the rock and roll express derailing. That is not funny, and it is not true. All right? Did I ever tell you how much I want to punch you in the fucking face sometimes? Yeah, and I deserve it. But it's not, that joke was no worse than anything you've ever said on this show. All my jokes are, are gold. You know it. They are pretty good. <laughs> okay. Then uh, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols, which was uh, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Young Pistols? Yeah, they're, they're like the smoking guns, but they're, they're the Young Pistols. Say, were they cowboys? Of course they were fucking cowboys. What Probably came out with stupid fucking cowboy boot wrestling boots. Pew, pew, pew. pew. And James Storm, little baby James Storm is going. Oh, James Storm? Baby James Storm's going, that's going to be me one oh, yeah. day. Pew, pew, pew. 
He's got little cap guns. He's got his little cowboy hat and his little cowboy boots and his little leather belt with his cap gun. He goes, Mom, that's going to be me one day. And he pulls out the cap gun and goes, stick him up. Pew, 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 pew. They're fighting the fabulous Freebirds. Then you got Yellow Dog. Who's Yellow Dog? Brian Pillman. Why was he Yellow Dog? I don't know, but if you click on the name Yellow Dog, Brian Pillman's profile comes up. Yellow Dog. And he's fighting one of your favorite wrestlers of all time, Johnny B. Bad. You know what? He's He was a very big pay-per-view guy for WCW as well. He Johnny B. Bad on, was. He might be on that Meng list. He didn't last as long, though. But yeah, I could see him being on the list. But he was in every pay-per-view. In the early 90s, absolutely. Then you got Big Josh... He's fighting Black Blood. In a bunk, bunk match. I almost, if I couldn't find it on Peacock, but I was going to suggest that we did the Bunkhouse Stampede, which was the Battle Royal gimmick that Dusty Rhodes came up with. They did five of them. And the one they aired on television was 1988. And it was a steel cage Battle Royal where you had to throw your opponent over the steel cage. And if you won, you got a, a giant cowboy boot as the trophy. And Dusty no, Rhodes. No, 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 no. That didn't happen. Yes, it did. Who the fuck would want a giant cowboy boot as a trophy? Hold on. No, I don't want to know. I'm going to show you a picture. No. Of the trophy. Because Dusty Rhodes won this every. Oh, Dusty Rhodes won it. Every year. He won the, this fucking boot every year. That boot. He won that every year for five oh, years. So he won that match every year for five years. He came up with the match and he won it every single year. Dude, I'm just really starting to lose a lot of respect for Dusty Rhodes after this podcast. But anyway, so Big Josh fights Black Blood. Who's Black Blood? Black Blood was William Albert Haynes, also known as Billy Jack Haynes. Then you have Eligante versus the One Man Gang. Oh my God, who the hell Cash. That must have been a fucking clinic. They must have put on such a show. It's probably the best match of the night. Probably. Because everybody wants to see those fucking guys wrestle. Then you have Nikita Koloff versus Sting in a Russian chain match. Are the chains in Russia different from the chains anywhere else? It's different steel. It's, not, it's you know, it's Russian steel. It's Russian steel. Cold blue Russian steel. From the Ural Mountains. Well, it's 91. This is communist steel. Communist steel from Siberia. Much harder than American steel. Leningrad steel. It was forged from the hammer and the sickle. Anyway, Lex Luger then. This is the match. It's not even the main event. It's not even the main event. It's the second to last main event. There's a vacated World Heavyweight Championship. In WCW, Ric Flair fucked off. He took the belt with him. They don't have a world championship belt anymore. No, they don't. So Lex Luger, who was supposed to fight Ric Flair for the belt, is like, well, fuck, who am I going to fight? They say, listen, I got an idea. We vacated the belt because Ric left. Just vacate the belt, and you're going to fight somebody for the vacated belt. Who that be? Barry Windham. Oh, for fuck's sakes. That was not... Barry Windham and his fucking pumpkin pie haircut. Is he a cowboy? Of course he's a cowboy. They're all cowboys. 
they didn't have a WCW championship. So you know what they did? They made one out of cardboard. They took one of Dusty Rhodes's championship uh-huh. wrestling Florida belts. He kept? He had them. He had a, a, a world championship belt from a Florida territory. And they took off the Florida plate and they put a WCW plate on and they hand it to the Luger. But if you watch it, they never really show the belt because it's like, well, that's not the belt. Flair had the belt. So it's all, it almost looked like the U.S. title and they just hand it and then they made Luger the champion because of that. And that's in a steel cage, by the way. You're telling me that they didn't have any, and this happens a lot because I remember even with AW, someone stole Jericho's belt. They don't have yeah. copies of these belts. They, they only make one. Just one. Just like something happens, gets lost in like the luggage. Someone steals it. They left it somewhere. They just have one, one belt. Oh, we'll, we'll never need a second one. Yeah, fuck that. Never. They should have just given fucking Lex Luger a big boot. That was the other option, I believe. Das boot? So which ones are we watching? Well, wait, there's another match. No, there's not. That's the main event. No, there's another match. They had a steel. This was a steel cage match. Right. And then I guess they kind of went, shit, we left the match out and the cage is already down. Let's just do this last match. Just th- let them go out there for two minutes and eight seconds and have this match. In the steel cage. In the steel cage. Two minutes and eight seconds. Two minutes and eight seconds. Rick okay. Steiner. First, Arn Anderson you and Paulie suck. Dangerously. Rick Steiner. Rick Steiner. Not the good Steiner. Rick. Rick. And he's going to fight Arn Anderson. You suck. Arn Anderson. You my suck. My favorite. And Paulie Dangerously, a.k.a. Paul Heyman. Why? Is he... Aaron Anderson's you manager. Suck. He just had nothing better to do. He was just there, and they they forgot to put these guys. They signed them. And they're like, "We're have a match for you." And then they got up to the Luger thing because Flair left, and they panicked. And they're like, "Oh, we got to get a belt for Luger. What are we gonna do?" And then Rick Steiner's just sitting there with his little headgear on, and he's like sitting there, like all excited. He's like, "When do I go out?" And they're like, "Oh shit, um, just go out now." Unbelievable. So which ones? So we're going to definitely watch the PN News match. We have to watch the Oz match. And then I think we go to the Luger and the Rick Steiner match. Okay. So which is the first one? Well, we're going to watch the intro because the intro is just fantastic. They have the camera that pulls in. Madison Square Garden. Hey, that's that's Lux Luger. Oh, no, it's not. This is Baltimore. This is the Baltimore arena. Oh, they're not Madison Square Garden. I was kidding. Get out of my way, mullet head. They're going to be like, a, whoa, this camera guy's... Camera guy buys a ticket. No, he didn't. He didn't pay. They're walking the camera through the crowd like it's entering the arena. Nick Patrick apparently is ripping tickets here. Nobody's that friendly. Oh, he just cut through the wrong way. All right, so we talked about this match with PN News and how fucking much of a bad idea this was. I'm sure in theory, this was a good idea. In theory, it's like, oh, well, let's put four wrestlers above the ring on a scaffolding match. And when we talked to PN News about this, he didn't really have an explanation for us. No. Look, it's Bronson Reed. No, that's PN News. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Tyrus. Oh, wait, no, it's PN News. Is that Tamina? Oh, it's PN News. Is that a Mark Henry? 
I mean, that's PMS. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. He doesn't say that in this match, though. He doesn't rap. No, but this mullet is epic. Bobby, you know, yeah, Bobby Eaton's got an epic mullet. Here's stunning Steve Austin. Is it Terrence Taylor? It's Terrence Taylor. Terrence. The whole point of this match is they have to climb up on the scaffolding on either side. There's two on either side, and there's a flag. And they have to go across the scaffolding and grab the opponent's flag and bring it back to their side. So that means no disqualifications, no real wrestling. The platform's maybe two feet wide. And for those of you that don't know, PN News is a larger individual. He looks like Bronson Reed. Yeah, and he's he was looking up the scaffold like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Why, why they're above the ring, and they could have done this match anywhere else. They talk about there was only other one other scaffolding match in WCW. The last scaffolding match they had was when Harvey Wimpleman was hanging from it and fell to the ring and broke both of his legs. Yeah. And there goes PN News just walking to the center of it. I mean, doing his yo, balls. baby, yo, baby, yo. That's some balls. I wouldn't be doing that. Right? He said he was terrified. You know, Austin's sitting there going, like, I ain't doing this shit. You know, I've, I've had this conversation with other people. Can you ever picture Steve Austin working out in a gym? No. If it did, I would picture him working out with his Stone Cold vest on. The Stone Cold vest and a beer. Yeah. And the denim shorts. Doing squats. That's it. They can't even wrestle here because it's so small. And it's shaking as they're walking on it. Even Terry Taylor's like, fuck this. There's no point to this. Like, why did they... Who? We asked PN News about this, and he gave us, like, the generic, like, came to me with the idea, and I was just like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. But who okayed this? Who thought this would have been a great idea? Steve Austin ever talk about this match? I'm sure. I, I mean, I got to look it up, but I'm sure he has talked about it. This is a giant capture the flag. 20 feet above the ring match and they can't do anything if there's i don't remember if there there's not even a back body drop on on this right there's nothing there's nothing it's it's a lot of like that where you slap and you fall down to make sure you don't fall off and backing up going forward and i think at one point they fall on each other yeah like all the way in the corner but there's one point where like bobby eaton gets all the way to the other side and then walks all the way back and he doesn't take the yeah. flag. Any of them would have made a mistake. It would have been a disaster. Somebody would have got seriously, seriously hurt. The scaffold itself, like the, where you climb up, is probably like eight feet long, six feet long. Why did they make the pathway between the two scaffolds two foot wide? They could have made it the entire width of the ring. Yeah, it could have been huge. And it would have been like, oh, a separate ring above the ring. Right. But they could have put scaffolding where scaffolds had different layers. And if they did fall, they would just fell onto the next one. They could have done something where that did happen. And they had to climb, like Donkey Kong. A Donkey, Donkey Kong thing. Yeah. Like if they tried to climb up and, you know, get back to where they were, that could have worked. So that way, you know, if you fell off here, you didn't die. Yeah. And you're putting a guy who's 400 pounds up there. And PNU starts walking out and everybody's like, fuck it, I'm going back. If he fell into that ring, it would have fucking collapsed. And then it's back to nothing happening. PN News got in shape later on in his career, like when he was in ECW in Germany, but he was a fat fuck here. Tell you. Yeah, absolutely. 
look, they're just they're holding hands. Terrence Taylor looks like Terry Silver from Karate Kid Three. He does, right? He's doing his Quicksilver technique. Yeah. Man can't breathe. Man can't fight. Plus, not hard because he's four hundred pounds. <laughs> A lot of weight pushing on his heart. Why is TN News humping Terrence Taylor right now? <laughs> Because he doesn't want to fucking die. They're like, PN News doing a great job of just laying on him, laying on Terrence Taylor. Just laying on top of him. Now just grab the flag, PN News. Any of them can grab the flag right now. Yeah, Terry Taylor's on the other side. PN News is on the other side. Grab the flag. Bring it back to your side. Fucking PN News just fell and the whole thing just shook. I'm not extremely scared of heights, but I'm not extremely comfortable with heights. Like, I get kind of vertigo if I look up and down. I would have been shitting myself. Yeah. If I was looking down right now. And Ran over and he didn't take the flag. Yeah, he could have taken the flag. To, everyone's down. What would they have done if, like, one of these wrestlers just went rogue and pushed the other one off the scaffolding? I don't know. Oh, Bobby, you've got the <laughs> no. flag. Oh, maybe. Not really. Take it. Now walk across. You don't got to do all that. Just walk across. That's all you got to do. Yeah, why are you... Now you're going to be nervous? Just go. Don't stop. What? what do you, why do you, he stop? It's oh, he's walking back. And see, Boston's climbing down the scaffolding. Oh, she handed him hairspray, right? Or some shit? Yeah, hairspray. It's no DQ, so I don't know why this. How did he go all the way back? You yeah. don't need your partner, right? No, you could have just, he could have ended the match already. Oh, he got sprayed with the hairspray and dropped the flag. He's yeah. running all the way back across it. He After he got sprayed blind. Now the flag is gone, so they're never going to run. PN News got sprayed now. He got the aqua net in the face with that awesome little molly he's got. No disqualification, right? No. So why is she running the ring and trying to hide? Yeah, that place? makes no sense either. Terry Taylor and Steve Austin and Bobby Eaton are all climbing down now. Doesn't the match just end? Bobby Eaton and PN News won. How? I guess because they took the flag and almost brought it all the way across. But they're still fighting. Gary Michael Capetta is announcing, and we asked him about this match as well. And he also gave us a shit answer. <laughs> Nobody took credit yeah. for this. Does he win because he grabbed the flag? Is that what they're trying to say? I guess that's what they're trying to say. He didn't bring it across. The rules of the match, you bring it all the way across. But they're still wrestling. Well, the match hasn't ended, even though Gary Michael Capetta said they won, and Nick Patrick is raising their hands. I'm so confused. Who's this fucking suit? And they made that the first match. That means they have to, like, take that all down before the next match. What a waste. Maybe they were painting. You think they were painting the ceiling and they're like, oh, just keep the scaffolding up. We'll just put the ring around it. They wanted to rent out the Baltimore arena for the pay-per-view and it was last minute. And they're like, hey, listen, we really need a venue. And they're like, well, we were doing some painting at the arena and we don't have time to take it down. Like, well, we could use it. Like, really? Like, yeah. Like, all right. And that's what they did. Is that Tony Schiavone? It is. What is that on his head? He has a blonde mullet. He's, is that his real hair? Yeah. And they just said that they tried to reinstate Ric Flair, but he doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, because he fucking left. Who next? The next match is Diamond Stud, but we can go to Ron Simmons and Oz if you want. Yeah. Oh wait, let's find out why they're doing. They're interviewing Arn Anderson you and Paulie Dangerously. Nice fucking windbreaker, dude. 
And mullet. He looks like meatloaf, kind of. He does. Was he? Look at the pants. Is that a cell phone in his hand? Supposedly, Zach Morris's phone. He always has the Zach Morris cell phone in his hand. Looks like that's Zach Morris if he was divorcee. <laughs> just drank a lot. He, he, he met, was on a bowling. He was like on a bowling team and shit. He married Kelly, but then and he got rich, and then Kelly took him for all he's worth, and he's divorced now. Yeah, Kelly went and married Jeff. And Zach's like, "That's my kid. I want to see my son." So he started trying to work out, but he was really bad at anything. And, like, he just kept his clothes from high school. And he stopped dyeing his hair blonde. And stopped cutting it. And he became friends with Arn Anderson. You who suck. was actually ox in high school and got in better shape. Arn Anderson is you 75 suck. years old here. Oh, he's, he's always 75 years old. So why are they wrestling? guess something happened with Missy Hyatt and Rick Steiner intervened. I don't know why that's the main event after the World Heavyweight Championship match. And why is Paul Heyman wrestling? Actually, Paul Heyman looks like Buffalo Bill there. I did, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. Put the lotion in the basket. Who's the fucking again? Tony Schiavone's blonde mullet is just it's mesmerizing. It's it's very distracting, actually, because I don't even believe it's real. This is the only time I've ever seen him with blonde hair. Yeah. It, it's like... Uh, like Jim, Tony Schiavone is like, you didn't talk, you didn't say nothing about my hair, Jim. Jim, didn't you like that I dyed my hair blonde for this? No. Jim? It's my summer color. It's blonde in the summer. Then once I get to October, brown. October, brown until April. Can't tax be- day, tax day, blonde again. Where do we go now? Let's go to Oz. They have the the curtain that looks like a medieval castle. What the fuck? Oh no, no! Did you see that thing? For a second, I thought it was going to be like a real castle. No, it's a curtain. Yeah, it's a curtain. It's a, it's curtain, a curtain with sparklers. Sparklers, and he comes out with a fucking dunce cap on and a, a wizard mask. Seven foot tall asshole. <laughs> see, see Merlin in the corner? Fucking clown. Oz with the great wizard. Isn't Oz the great wizard? Yeah. Oz is the great wizard. Why would they ever make this? What bothers me the most about it is I don't really mind that he's the great wizard like the or wizard of Oz. Why does Merlin keep turning around towards him? Kevin Sullivan sucks. We've watched another pay-per-view with Oz, and he didn't come out with the mask. Kevin Sullivan sucks infinite amount of fucking big fucking hairy dicks. So Kevin Sullivan is past Road Dog, who is number one. Yeah, he's he's not fucking Taskmaster. He's fucking Cockmaster. He just fucking blow. He's blowing every fan's cock while he's walking. That's why he keeps turning around. He's spitting the fuck come out. Because he, he's just... That thing on top of his head, he sucked that shit, too, before he came the out. The dunce hat, he, he's like, I, it looks like a dick. Looks like a dick. Okay, so my problem with this is I don't care if you're Oz and that's your character. Why even have the mask and then why take it off? Yeah, just wear the mask. What's the point? It's Ron Simmons. Okay, so Oz lost to the, the guy who held up the globe, right? That paper for we watched? Yes. Does he lose to Ron Simmons here? Yes. 
So he's 0-2 in pay-per-views? He's 0-2 in pay-per-views that we've watched, at least. <laughs> but he's got... The, see, in this one, he's more of the character, because I guess it was new still here, because he had the mask and the entrance, and he's got the gray hair mm-hmm. mullet in a ponytail. Because one would do that. If you're going to have a mullet, might as well put it in a ponytail. How long is this shit? Seven minutes. I don't even know if the match is good. I doubt it. Well, it's Kevin Nash. He fucking sucked. He always sucked. We've talked about this before. He just happened to be big and knew the right people. Yeah. Ron Simmons, awesome. Yeah, Ron Simmons was great. He was a WCW champion. WCW champion? WWE legend? Uh, I believe he was a professional football player College football player or something? It was college football. Oh, Kevin Sullivan with that fucking mask. Kevin Sullivan keeps the mask on. And he still looks like Kevin Sullivan's face, but with gray hair. It's a mask of Kevin Sullivan. With just white hair on it. Fucking cockmaster. What's with the fucking referee? I'm sorry. The referee looks like he's the fucking guy who controls the trailer park. He did, There's a trailer park controller? The guy who, like, runs it. He, like, rents out the trailers. The leasing agent or renting agent, leasing agent, whatever. The guy who controls the trailer park. The great and powerful trailer park guy. What is it much further off than what we're actually watching? I mean, if they just called Kevin Nash Oz and he came out with the green, like he did it, the one where he the guy was carrying the earth. It's like, all right, whatever. It's a shitty gimmick. Like, but you know, but the fact that they had to they spent all the money on the curtain that had the castle and the masks those are not just party box masks you had to make those yeah and sparklers and sparklers i'm not a fan of referees that do too much either what referees that do too much like they get very animated like aubrey edwards in AEW. every five seconds when they come over they're like you know getting all i don't care about your theatrics you're not selling the match for me or when they pull, is that a refer cam? A referee cam? What is that? That's just a camera guy standing on the on the ramp. Ron Simmons has hair like slick. He does. Remember slick? Of course I remember slick. Who's your favorite manager? I like slick. Who didn't like slick? He was your favorite. No, Bobby Heenan was my favorite. Now slick was your favorite. Tony, I know you. You're a slick guy. I like slick, but you know, we should actually should also mention. You know, Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorff. Orndorff. No longer with us. Beginning of the show, I forgot. I'm going to take a shot for Paul Orndorff. He was the last of the Heenan family. Yeah. Now all the, everybody that was in the Heenan family is now dead. But I always liked Paul Orndorff, so I'll take a shot for Paul Orndorff. 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 From the the wonderful town of Orndorffia. And Orndorffica. That's the country, Orndorfica. Test of strengths are stupid, too. I always hate it every time any wrestler ever does a test of strength. Well, when they do abdominal stretch, when Razor Ramon, he would always do the abdominal stretch. The only reason I would ever want to see an abdominal stretch is if someone made someone tap out to it. Nobody's ever given up in an abdominal stretch, ever. No, they should, though. You would think, because they're stretching their abdominal. But it's not something that Sounds painful. It's just a stretch. Yeah, like maybe they didn't get the stretch before the match. So maybe they call it abdominal tears. That would be more intimidating. Yep. 
the abdominal ripper. Ron Simmons is actually wearing like the Farouk outfit here. <laughs> and I can't like take him seriously as Ron Simmons because I just want him to do the fucking dominator and just be like, damn. Yep. Oz. He's is he pigeon footed or what's going on here? I don't know, but he's got that weird thing where like his his legs go down to his knees straight and then hit from turn. his knees down go out. Yeah, they turn. Just think in a couple of years he became super shredder. Wasn't it like this year? The 91 to Secret of the Ooze? Let's find out. When did Secret of the Ooze come out? That was 91, this year. Really? Look at him go. He had a big year. He was Oz and he was super shredder. <laughs> Dude. Oh, God. Fucking this guy. Kevin Sullivan looks like one of those dolls of Santa Claus you buy and you put up on the mantle. And it looks nothing like Santa Claus, but yeah. it's it's like that skinny, dirty Santa Claus. And when you try to buy it, the, the salesperson's always like, this is what Santa Claus looks like in Europe. Papa Gijo. Papa Gijo is somebody else completely. Do you remember the Santa Claus? He says it. Does he? Yeah, he says Chris Kringle, St. Nicholas, Papa Gijo. Yeah, but Papa Gijo was from Ed Sullivan show. But he says it in the Santa Claus. I know he does, but it's not a thing of Santa Claus. That was him making a joke. I don't know. I don't watch the Ed Sullivan show because I'm not fucking 80 years old. I don't watch it either. I just know it because I actually... What the fuck just happened? He won somehow. You got me so worked up with the Popo Gijo that... How do you spell that? Popo Gijo. What's that mean? I don't know. Topo Gijo. Popo? Topo. Topo Gijo is on the Sullivan show. He beats him with a shoulder block? Oh, fuck you, Jim Ross. Did you hear that? No, what do you say? Oz is going to go end up going back down the yellow brick road. Ugh. Ugh. Fuck that joke. So you want to go right to Lex Luger? Yeah. Oh, wait, let's watch the WCW Top 10. Okay, well, Top 10 what? I don't know. This is the WCW Top 10. Johnny be bad. Oh, they must be wrestling. Oh, this is what AEW tried to do, remember? Yes. Oh, Ron Simmons is number nine. Ball from Georgia. Diamond stud, Florida. There's going to be everybody that's in the pay-per-view. Elegante? Yeah, Elegante. Anderson. But he's not suck. number four. Uh-huh. Bobby Eaton, five. Stunning Steve Austin, four. P. News, three? No. Sting, Sting. is number three? So there's going to be number one, you know that, right? Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, Barry Windham. <sighs> Who's this shit? That's that fucking guy no one knows. Oh, yeah, that's no, the one half of the Rock and Roll Express. Nikita Koloff beat Sting? Yes. Well, it's a Russian chain match, so of course he beat him. Strat match. It's a Russian chain match. It's a fucking four corners match. Yeah, but it's with a Russian chain. Uh, worst gimmicks ever. There's so many... Better gimmicks you can come up with, like fighting inflatable dolls. Or, you know, coal miner glove on a pole match, like Halloween Havoc 92. Or Viagra. Or Viagra on a pole. Yeah, fuck it. Tony Tony Schiavone. Blonde locks. Jim Ross was about 60 here as well. Yeah, because he's like 110 now. How is Barry Windham ranked over Sting? Jim Ross, how do you spell that with one eye? 
he's still got two eyes here. Like Sting or not, he, I mean, in 91, he was the guy in WCW. So how the fuck is he ranked number three? Stinger. I like how they're showing the world belt that Flair left with, but that's not the one Luger gets. Why do they call him the champion if he, the belt is vacated? Because Luger has the uh, television championship or the United States uh, championship. So he's going to have two championships then. No, nobody in this era had two championships because they always had to give it up. Remember, like, Warrior won yeah. in WrestleMania 6 and he had to give up the Intercontinental Championship. That's Barry Windham there, right? No, that's not Barry Windham. Those are jobbers. Barry Horowitz, right? Probably. Butcher X sucked as a move to. I don't know. I mean, when I was younger, we, bigger people than me, when we used to wrestle in the backyard, did that to me and it hurt. Because you was a bitch. When I was a kid... Barry Windham. With his cowboy boots. If you wear cowboy boot wrestling boots, I fucking hate you already. If you get your hair cut by the same guy that cut Barry Windham's hair, you should fucking find a new haircutting guy. His hair didn't look that bad in his promo, but his, his promo picture, he's got bangs. His promo picture looks like he's a video gamer. His promo picture looks like he should have been in Mr. NWO on Sold Out. Probably was. Why is the cage all crooked? They're not lowering that down at the same time. It's all crooked. Some guy fucked up and he was like, oh, you not now? No, check, check, now? <laughs> hey, you lower your side. And the guy's like, I ain't fucking doing that shit. Not, not so you, you do your up. side. You fucked up, not me. Oh, shut the fuck up, Shivani. Wait, there's another Barry. There's another Wyndham. Yeah, I'm sure there was a bunch of Wyndhams. There's Wyndham Hotels. There's uh they just wrestle on own hotels. That's all he wrestles at. Every time Barry shows up at a Wyndham hotel, do you think he like drops his name? Like, hi, I'm here to check in. I'm Barry Wyndham. The 90s were definitely the decade of the Cumberbund. It was a Cumberbund decade. For anyone who's I mean, we don't have a big listenership of anybody that's under 20, but you know. 1990s, if you were a tux, cummerbund. Definitely cummerbund. Always. I would go bow tie, vest, cummerbund. You would go vest and cummerbund? Yeah. Doesn't it seem like overkill? No, nothing's overkilling. You're tuxing it up. But the vest would cover the cummerbund. No, I take it off, then have the cummerbund. So if you went to a wedding, you had bow tie, the cummerbund, and the vest. And then all of a sudden, you'd open the vest up, and they'd be like, oh, shit, Cumberbund. There it is. Ready to party. This guy's going out on the dance floor right now. Fucks you, though. Jonathan Taylor Thomas never responded to my tweet, by the way. No, but he did get to show himself in public. He was probably going on a fucking therapist. He gets upset anytime he sees chess, cries. These guys are still fucking talking. They are. They're probably they're setting the cage up in the back. Oh, yeah, that's right. And this is not the main event. No, there's another match after this. There's no way in hell that that was supposed to happen because we know, first of all, that Rick Steiner is never main eventing anything. Never. Neither is Paul Heyman. Arn Anderson you has never suck. main evented anything ever. Unless Ric Flair's name was next to him, he's never main evented. He did. I just did it to like throw him a bone. They're like, all right, Arn. You suck. Arn. You suck. All right, Arn. All right, we get it. Your buddy Rick just left, Arn. You so you can suck. Main event. 
He's just crying in the dark. So what am I gonna do now? There's only three horsemen. There's only three. <laughs> there's supposed to be four. They're like, all right, Arn. You suck. I'm not doing nothing anymore. And they're like, what if we just throw you up at the end of the show? Maybe this was supposed to be like a bonus match that they didn't anticipate to be at the end of the show. I, I just think they forgot about it. You think they did the promo at the beginning and then everyone forgot about it, even the wrestlers involved? Or you yeah, think they were waiting by like the curtain and they just kept not introducing them? And then at the end, they're like, hey, what about us? You forgot about us? Like, all right, just run out there real quick. Just, just go out for two minutes and do something. Barry Windham. There was never a Barry Windham fan. No, he's Barry Windham's in the same category as Brutus the Barber. Look at this fucking guy. There's chaps and his leather vest and his stupid fucking face. The mullet with the bangs. Look, that's the belt. Could they have gotten some worse plate to go on that? Fucking just throw something on it. They went to a trophy shop and they're like, what can you do for us right now that We'll give you five bucks for it. We need a belt. Uh, we, we have what kind of belt? No, no, we have a belt. We need you to put a plate on the belt that says World Championship Wrestling. Well, when do you need it by? That'll take a couple days. I need it in like three hours. All right, this is the best we can do. All right, that'll have to do. Just don't show it real long. You know, I always, I always wonder this. And I don't know why I always wonder this. Probably because I have nothing better to do. If you're somebody like Luger or a million other wrestlers like Macho Man or whatever, where you had a ton of different outfits to wear. Right. How did you pick what you were going to wear for each pay-per-view? All right. Luger wore bikini briefs. It wasn't really a thoughtful decision, I don't think. Oh, what fucking underwear should I wear today? Yeah, but I mean, like, how do you pick what color? Like, Macho Man had different colored tights. Like, how do you just go, I'm going to wear yellow today? Macho Man never wore the same outfit twice. That's true. So his was a little bit more involved. Luger, it's like, oh, yellow, blue, black. Oh, maybe. Well, I'll wear the USA ones when I go to WWE. But you know what? I'm going to wear the yellow ones today. He wore yellow because Barry Windham was wearing red. Oh, Hogan, yeah. But they're not even showing the belt. They're like, don't show the belt. Nick, turn around. Do not. No, Nick. Oh, don't Nick, don't, don't put oh, the no. belt towards the steady cam. Someone has a sign that says Fat Albert. There's a sign that says Fat Albert. Barry Windham rules. There it is, the one fan. The one guy. That's Barry Windham's son. Yeah. Gary Windham. <laughs> that's still, that's a small steel cage. Very. I mean, Lex Luger's head is almost above it. That's yeah. That's that. It's two feet above the top turnbuckle. All right. Now you see Lex Luger, right? Yes. He's right he's there. Great. Very in shape. He's popping his boobies, right? He's he's a uh, he's definitely in shape. He's got a nice physique. Do you agree? Yeah. Are we going somewhere with this, or he's pointing out how in shape Lex Luger is? Very sleek and oily. Muscular. No, I'm going to get. You need a minute by yourself, or can can you just like? Can I just hold on? I just shut the camera off for a second. See what she did, you little jerk. Yeah, there you go. So, have you looked at Barry Windham's physique? 
I have a better physique than Barry Windham. Yeah. Would anyone believe that he was going to beat Lex Luger? Now, like I said a couple minutes ago, Sting is number three. Somehow Barry Windham is ranked number two. Sting has a better physique than Barry Windham. And he's more popular wrestler. So why is Sting not involved in this match? Bobby Eaton is a more popular wrestler than Bobby Windham, uh, Barry Windham here. Yes, he was. PN News had a better physique than Barry Windham here. <laughs> nah. PN News was a fat fuck in this. Probably more popular than Barry Windham, though. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Small package. Imagine the total package beating with a small package. A totally small package. <laughs> really totally small package. Well, the steroids probably gave him that. <laughs> waka, waka. I just want to know why this this why is this match in a cage that is no higher than the fucking top turnbuckle? There's no point in the steel cage. It's probably, it's probably about 18 inches bigger than the larger than the top turnbuckle. I know nowadays steel cage matches have the ref and it's a three count or you leave or go over the top. But like in this era, steel cages in WWE were you it was the blue cage yeah. and you had to either leave over the top or go through the door. And the blue cage was like fucking steel cage. It wasn't fence. Well, they stopped doing that because apparently the wrestlers were really getting hurt. I mean, I can see why. Yeah. It wasn't one that we watched where the fence wasn't even touching the ground. That was Slambery 2000 with Diamond Dallas Page and Jeff Jarrett and David Arquette. Very quiet in Madison Square Garden for the main event. What it's not Madison event? Square Garden. It's Baltimore, you dumb fuck. It's kind of quiet in Baltimore. What the yeah. fuck is he doing? He's doing headstands. Does he free yourself from that move? Apparently you do a headstand. That would never ha- happen. No. Not with Lex Luger's giant legs, unlike Brian Clark's baby legs. See if it was me. You want to know what my name for him would have been? What? You want to know when he was a nar- narcissist? I would change his name after he was a narcissist. What would you change it to? Flex Luger. Genius, genius, genius. Why was that never a thing? Yeah. Especially when he flexed all the time. Yeah, Flex Luger. Holy shit, that's a missed opportunity. Definitely, right? He me. could have been Flex Luger. He could have been Flex Luger. He would have had action figures, like Stretch Armstrong, but like just really big muscles on him, flexing. I'm going to get in touch with his people. His PR? His people? PR people. And mm-hmm. I, they're going to send the message to him in his wheelchair, and he's gonna, it's going to say Flex Luger, and he's going to go. flexing shit now. I think he can walk again. I think I think he actually walks now. Does he? Yeah, he's flexing his leg muscles. Bigger than Brian Clark's. And he had atrophy for the past 10 years. Flex Luger should have been a thing. By the way, just like with Vincent, if this comes and happens, we're suing. If Flex Luger becomes a thing? Send it here first. Another lawsuit. We got the proof. July 13th. July 14th now. Oh. Happy anniversary, Great American Bash 91. Happy anniversary, Flex Luger. <laughs> Was this at his inaugural WCW championship? I believe it was his world championship was his first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he knows what I'm talking about. That kid's flexing. Wyndham needs to really lose this match because he blows. 
Barry Windham never won a match either, right? I don't think he's ever won a match in his career. Did you see him try to hurdle Lex Luger? He didn't get over him almost. He hardly got his feet off the ground. The only thing that was more awkward was WrestleMania 8 when uh, Piper fought Hart and Piper throws Hart into the the ropes and he goes to like lay on the, the mat and he does it so late that Hart almost doesn't get over him. <laughs> Flex Luger, are you trying to leave the, the the tiny little steel cage? No, you're going to the top rope to Flex. Yeah, Flex. Oh, it's grabbed by his totally small package. <laughs> See? It's grabbed his total package, he said. His totally small package. We all know, you know, we've said this before, that if you listen to wrestling with your eyes closed, it sounds like gay porn. Okay, so if you're like a an alien from another planet and you come to Earth and you watch wrestling without oh. the sound, you would think this was gay what porn. What planet? What planet? Any planet besides Earth. Well, we don't you, know if there's intelligent life there. Do you think they have pro wrestling on Mercury but not Mars? I don't know. I've never fucking been there, Ryan. We lack the technology. So you think on Mercury they have pro wrestling? I don't know, Ryan. I've never been there. I know nothing about Mercury. Only that it's the first planet and Mavinshnip. My very educated mother just served us nine, and you can't say pizzas anymore because Pluto's not a planet, nor it is a planet now. Yeah, so I've never been there. So which planet? I think Mercury has pro wrestling, but that guy is really fucking psyched. I think Mercury has pro wrestling, so they they get it. But I think if you go to Mars and you're like, hey, uh, can you watch this without any sound? They're like, that's gay porn. And here's she's torture racking Wyndham. Oh, Wyndham reversed it. What's the point of counting them down in a cage? Can you get a double count out inside a steel cage? In a match that's for the vacant title. So, like, if they both got counted out and there's no contest, no one would get the belt. It would just be another pay-per-view with a vacant belt. Maybe they were He's trying sitting to... on the top of the buckle, and his head is over the fence. He's standing on the top rope, and he can sit on the, to- the top of the steel cage. All right. Another thing that bothers me about these kind of matches, Luger was down. Barry Windham was sitting on top pretty much of the steel cage. He could just climb right over one. Moving over. Why even bother with all this shit? Unless that's not a rule of this, of this steel cage. Maybe the WCW steel cage rules are different. Maybe. But then why have a steel cage? I feel all cowboy wrestlers have the same moveset, too. They do. Gotta have a Larry. Gotta have a Larry, because that's what we do, cowboys. And a back, back body drop. Everybody has a back body drop. An Irish whip. Are those, is that the pyro on the top of the steel yeah. cage? Yes. There's a little uh, fountains that you buy at Walmart now, the fireworks. A little sparklers. Yeah. Wait, everybody's Why? looking to the ramp. Why is everybody looking to the ramp? Somebody else coming out? What the fuck is this? Harley Race and who? I don't know who that is. Mr. Hughes? Oh, it is Mr. Hughes. They're calling him Mr. Hughes. Who's but it's a steel cage match, so who cares? Who's the York Foundation? Steve Austin and uh, Terrence Taylor. It's the York Foundation. And Lex Luger? I guess so. Did Harley Race give him something? No, he just pile drived him. He just gave him a fucking pep talk? He goes, I used to do the pile driver. You should do the pile driver. And then he does it and he wins. 
the non WCW championship belt belt. He said, don't be a bitch. Flex it. That's not the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. That's some shit-ass fucking Dusty Rhodes belt. Harley Race was on too. And so is Mr. Hughes. Harley Race doesn't have the ramen hair here, though. No, he doesn't. He doesn't look like Sid's dad here. Mr. Hughes doesn't look like Sid's dad either. No, well, he, he's black. He's black? Harley so Race. Luger's heel turn, or well, I don't. Not, I'm still not understanding. Yeah, why? I don't. I mean, maybe I guess if we watched WCW, we'd understand why Harley Race came out. But he's like talking to him. Oh, Harley Race came out and said, "Put him in the pile driver." And Luger goes, "Ah, oh, shit, the pile driver, duh." This is gonna be new to my repertoire. I didn't even think about doing a pile driver. Oh, I noticed how in that pile driver he put his hands under his legs to protect his head. Yeah, so he didn't get his neck broken like Steve Austin. Oh, Jim Ross is also confused about the involvement of Harley Race. Why would you be informed about anything? Okay, so listen, we got to go tell the announcers this, but we're going to go get Flex Luger into our uh, corporation here. So make sure you tell Shivani and Jim yeah, Ross. Let's, let's, let's run it past Jim Ross and Shivani first. So that's see, if, see if they're okay with it. And here's this bullshit, right? Yeah, why? Wh- like... You just crowned a new world champion, and then you're gonna go, ah, Paulie and Arn Anderson's gonna you fight Rick suck. Steiner. Are those shorts? No, those are full pants. I don't think so. Are they shorts? Cell phone. They're tie-dye. Paulie dangerously sucks here. I love Paul Heyman. I hated this version of Paulie Dangerously. What a douchebag. All right. Are you gonna believe when I tell you that Paul Heyman was 25 years old here. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No. Sure. It's weird. What is this? Jesus. People are kidnapping Missy Hyatt and punching. The guy just punched a fan. The fuck? Does this fan not know that that's fake? One of these dudes literally just punched a fan. But the fan was trying to like grab him like he thought. This was, he was really getting, she was really getting kidnapped. And what difference does it make if Missy Hyatt's at the ring? It's not like she's going to help beat Arn Anderson you and Paulie dangerously. You know what would have been a lot better if this never happened? That would have never happened. Two on one. Was this supposed to be a tag team match? Oh, fuck Arn Anderson. So fucking. Weird. Why is the crowd still there? Why are they I'm like, oh, oh, I already watched the main event? <laughs> They're like, here's a special bonus match for you. You guys got two minutes to kill? And he does a spine buster. Oh, he hits him with the cell. Is he hit him with the cell phone? Uh-oh, Paulie Dangerously is wrestling in one boot. You're trying to tell me that he's fucking 25 years old there? There's no way Paulie Dangerously is 25 years old. They say he's only 55. Imagine if we looked like that when we were 25. I would have never got any chicks. I mean, I did look like that when I was 25, so I didn't get any chicks. <laughs> You wore that exact outfit too. I do remember that. I wear. I'm wearing that now. The team of Missy High and Rick Steiner. Missy High got kidnapped, and they just glazed over that. Who like kidnapped her. Yeah. Like oh, two guys just came out to the ring and kidnapped a woman. But we'll get back to that. This match kind of looks like they did this last minute, and Rick Steiner's pissed that he had to go out and deal with this because he left as soon as he beat him. That was probably the most pointless match I've ever seen. 
That was pointless. I would love to know why that happened. I guess, I guess we got to watch like WCW Saturday night. Uh, you could watch it. I probably uh, will, and I'll have all the answers for next week. Great. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Vinny, I, I, I'm glad we got to watch this because this was the pay-per-view that started this whole show. Penultimate? A what? Penultimate? 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 I was just, no, this is the show that got, this is the pay-per-view that got this whole show started. If it wasn't for Bash at the Beach 91 and that scaffold match, I would have never been so disgusted that I would have said, I want to start a podcast. So if anybody wants to hate us, they can just blame this pay-per-view. The inaugural. Benny, I'm glad we could actually redo this episode. The original episode of this show finally got its justice. There you go. You can find us on Twitter at FrontFaceLock and Vin. Just for Brian Clark, we're both the hosts of this show. And I run the FrontFaceLock Twitter, and you run yours, which is... Vin FrontFace L-O-K. Brian Clark. You fucking skinny-ass legs. You can find us on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, Amazon, Audible, anywhere you can find a podcast, anywhere you can find us. Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Like Podcast. Yes. We have shirts, stickers for sale. Email us at frontfacelockpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for reliving, going back down the journey of why this show exists. I'll talk to you. All right, Benny. Dude, have a wonderful night. Just a low bandwidth. Hey, buddy. I'll talk to you then. All right. Um, see you. See you.